K277DQ Lafayette, 1420KPEL Lafayette. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am your father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The GOAT. All right, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton, 103.3, the GOAT of Monday afternoon sports chat. Coming up at 5.30, we got the author Galen H. White. Got a new book out, Coach of a Lifetime, the story of Lewis Cook Jr., legendary high school football coach, obviously right here in uh, Acadiana, coach of uh, Notre Dame. All right, uh, let's talk a little Michigan. They seem to be the consensus number two team in the country. But the big story coming out this weekend uh, was that Jim Harbaugh isn't going to sit out the four ball games against, you know, those power East Carolina Pirates or the UNLV. Is the football team running Reynolds, Anthony Broom? They are. As far as I, I they've changed the name recently. They, All right. They are the running Reds. So we, we do bring on Anthony Broom from Wolverines 3. What is going on with the negotiation that had uh, Jim Harbaugh Still able to coach all week, but just couldn't coach a day of game in the first four ball games. Yeah, I I'm not really sure what happened outside of it's a it's been a, a legal battle. Uh, you know, Michigan has lawyers, Jim Harbaugh has lawyers, the NCAA has their people, and there's been kind of a negotiation going on. To, um, so basically, the crux of it, Michigan's been accused of some some recruiting violations, and Harbaugh is more or less says that he has no recollection of those taking place and you know without admitting to wrongdoing you can't really um you know they can't come to an agreement or you know by not admitting to some sort of culpability there's they failed to reach some kind of agreement and then the ncaa's committee on infractions was not pleased with what was proposed so looks like now this thing will go the distance there'll be some kind of hearing um and a, and a case about it but it will be not taking place during this football season it will happen sometime next year it sounds like so uh won't say that he's off the hook but um as far as the suspension and all that goes it looks like michigan's out of the woods that as it pertains to 2023 i mean is it so does this put him on the nfl watch again because everyone's going to think that if he comes back he's going to have to sit out maybe get suspended for longer than you know just the four games that was originally agreed to 
I mean, I suppose it could, but someone's in the NFL, someone in the NFL has to want him, right? And sure. I know he got on a plane, interviewed with the Vikings a couple of years ago, and you know the Broncos had kicked kicked it around a little bit last year, but um, I always got the sense last year was a little bit one sided in terms of the interest, um, you know, from a Broncos perspective. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose he could leave, but someone's someone's got to want him, and he, you know, he's not going to coach college football anywhere else. So, I think that. You know, people have been saying that Jim Harb—it's been Jim Harbaugh's last year in Michigan since 2015. So at this point, I, I'm kind of in—I'll believe it when I see it mode um, with him in any of these types of situations or any—you know—you you can never just put a finger on where things are headed next. So um, it's almost like whatever you think is the logical thing that might happen, uh, it's probably the opposite that will wind up happening with him. So. Uh, I think that he will ultimately wind up retiring as Michigan's coach. Hey, maybe that's what's in play. Maybe he, maybe Michigan wins the national title and he retires after this year. I don't know, but um, I, I don't. I just feel like the NFL is still kind of a distant thing for him. All right, tell us about. We're talking to Anthony Broom, Wolverines on three. Tell us about this Wolverines team. They've gone to the playoff in back-to-back years. They've beaten Ohio State two years in a row. JJ uh, McCarthy seems to be a you know potential top draft pick. Tell us about this football team for 2023. Yeah, well, they're as, they're as deep as they've been since I've covered them. Um, you know, that goes back to you know, 2013, 2014, uh, that time. I mean, they're, I think they're deeper than last year's team. I think they're a little more athletic on defense, uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, I, I have concerns about their offensive line. They lose a couple guys from last season. Um, you know, defensive line, a couple years ago, that the bar was just set so high two years ago with Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo, and, um, you know, that might be the best pass rush duo they've ever had, and that's that's a tough feeling to live up to. So, you know, I do have questions about, you know, who can be the guy in that regard. They kind of pieced it together last year. They're going to be pretty deep and rotate at that position again. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to be able to, you know, J.J. McCarthy, um, you know, I think he's got the full toolkit to be around one quarterback um, when his time comes. Now, you know, I don't think he's any danger in any danger of, you know, supplanting Caleb Williams or Drake May or anything like that. But uh, he's got the arm talent. He's got the mobility. He's, I think he makes sound decisions. And the way they run the ball, too, um, you know, Donovan Edwards, Blake Gorm, those two guys on their own, if they stay healthy, could be Heisman Trophy candidates. So, you know, they've got a lot of options, and they have the ability to be to be balanced there as well. And, you know, I think that they're going to strive, they're striving a little for a little more balance and know that, you know, if you're going to face a Georgia or an Alabama, you know, you can't just bully those teams. You don't just line up and, and punch those teams in the mouth. you got to kind of be able to draw blood, you know, through the air as well. And, I think that's been a big focus for them in camp. So I think the hype is justified. I think that they're, they have the goods to, you know, beat Ohio State for the third year in a row, win another Big Ten title. Um, it's just a matter of getting over that hump of winning a postseason game, which they haven't done since Harbaugh's first season. So that's what's on the line for them. But I think that everything that people say about them, I, I think I, I could see it happening. I really do. I think that they could be uh, a team that goes out and wins it all. So we're talking to Anthony Broom from Wolverines on three. So when you say balance it, you want them to pass it more? Because I presume, you know, what they've been really successful with the last couple of years is is running it down people's throats. Yeah, I mean, you're, when you have a J.J. McCarthy, at quarterback, you know, you, you have to – it's less about do you throw more, do you pass more. It's, okay, I need him to touch the ball, you know, X amount of times. I need 
Blake Corum to touch the ball X amount of times. I need Donovan Edwards to touch the ball X amount of times. And, you know, I think that's the balance you try to figure out. And, you know, if you can find a way to round yourself into a team that can do a little bit of everything, then nothing catches you off guard when you play someone. You know, if you go play, uh, you know, we saw it in the playoff game two years ago. If you go up and play in Georgia and you can't run the football, you're screwed. It's not happening. So, uh, you know, from Michigan's perspective, I think that, yeah, there is just a little more emphasis on, you know, being able to being able to rep everything so that you're you're always ready for, you know, if, if you're the, the opponent zigs, you're able to zag and, and things of that nature. So, um, you know, it comes down to their playmakers, too. You know, they left a lot of meat on the bone last year in terms of, you know, not completing some of the deep balls, uh, leaving some plays on the field. That needs to be sorted out a little bit. And, so yeah, it's not no – one's, no one's sitting here asking for them to turn into the air raid and to stop running the football. But, you know, knowing that, you know, how beneficial is it to, you know, run the ball 45 times against UNLV when, you know, maybe you do have a chance to, to get, you know, live reps for your pass catchers, your quarterback, and develop that chemistry. So uh, I think that's when we talk balance with them. Um, you know, at the end of the day – Michigan wants to control the line of scrimmage and run the football, and then you can kind of dictate where the game goes from there, but um, it's just being able to stay dangerous when your opponent takes something away. And what do they do defensively? How good are they on the defense? I think they're being really good uh, on defense. I think their front, their their defensive front, I think is, is a little deeper than last year. I think they're going to be able to rotate those guys and keep them fresh, and I think that's going to play a, a big factor for them. Um, you know, they had to bring a lot of pressure from the back two levels of the defense last season. So you can get your guys home with four men a little more often. Uh, that's going to be big for them. Um, you know, the biggest question mark right now is that cornerback, you know, Will Johnson's uh, already one of the better cornerbacks in college football. He's only a sophomore. Uh, but there's not a lot of experience in that room on the other side of him. So um, the number two cornerback battle that's going on right now is, is probably – the, the hottest storyline of camp to this point, but uh, you know I think they're rock solid at safety. I think their linebackers are as deep and as athletic as they've been. So uh, they've got a lot of work, a lot to work with there, and it's uh, you know a lot of guys back from these last two teams. So uh, the scheme has stayed the same, uh, the the personnel has more or less stayed the same. So they're in they're in good shape right now. Talking to Anthony Broom. From Wolverines on three. So the expectations are to win the national championship or maybe just get a win in the playoff, which they haven't been able to do the last couple of years. And, you know, George is one thing, but TCU is another, and they did not play well in that game at all. No, and I think they're still kicking themselves for that. They were favored. They should have won that game. Make a few more plays, and you probably do win that game. Um, I think from their perspective, like, they want to come for it all. I mean, you have guys... Uh, you know, the story of Michigan in the NFL draft this year, which, you know, they sent, I believe it was nine guys, is that they probably could have sent another three or four, maybe five guys there. Um, there were guys that came back because they want to come for it all. They want to not just play for a national title, they want to win one. Now, I would say, um, you know, I won't say it's national title or bust, but I would say playoff win or bust feels, feels appropriate. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's kind of the next step, you know, when, you know, beating that, you know, getting that win over Ohio state two years ago and then beating them in their place last year, you know, those are, those are obviously milestone moments for them. But, you know, when you get, you come back, you regroup, 
and you want to always take it to the next level that next season. So, you know, beat it, it's kind of crazy to say because, you know, just a few years ago, you're talking about a, a bad COVID season and, and Jim Harbaugh's contract and all this uncertainty. Um, they have bigger fish to fry now than Ohio State and the Big Ten title. Like, they, I do think that they have a roster that can compete for and win a national championship. So, to put yourself in position to at least play and that last Monday night of the year, I think is, uh, I think that's ultimately what this season will be judged on. And, and if you go out, you know, if you get there, you may as well just win it too. All right, everyone's criticizing Michigan for the soft schedule at the beginning of the year. They got East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, uh, and Rutgers. Although that's a conference ball game, um, does that prepare Michigan for the Big Ten? Oh, well, I, I guess it depends on what the definition of prepared is. Uh, you know, are they going to be the team, you know, just playing East Carolina in week one, make them better for Ohio State in November? I don't I don't know. I, probably not. But, you know, that schedule kind of ramps up, too. I mean, you've got those first four games, and then they go play a night game at – or not a night game. They go play a road game at Nebraska that I think will be difficult. Uh, at Minnesota, I think will be difficult. You're going to play Michigan State, which is always a dogfight either on the field or off of it now, it seems like. Um, you know, Penn State in November, Ohio State in November. So it ramps up. Um, like I said, it's again, these, these non-conference schedules the last two years are what they are. I don't think that Michigan lost to TCU last year because, you know, Hawaii didn't push them far enough. <laughs> right. I just think they didn't play well enough. And ultimately, you know, you just got to show up and play your best football when it counts. And um, more often than not, over the last two years, they've done that. Um, but they can do more, and I think they want to do more. Now, no one, you know, it, things get more difficult next year with, you know, the Big Ten expanding by four teams. And they've got Texas on the schedule. So um, I, I'm ready for that storyline of two years week on conference schedules to kind of go away but all you can do is play the games Jim Harbaugh doesn't schedule the games players don't schedule the games that's the athletic department so uh, so be it I guess at least they're not playing FCS schools in November right that's a good point all right what's coming up on Wolverines on three well uh, week three of fall camp uh, a lot of stuff they had a scrimmage over the weekend so some intel up on that over on the site other than that uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh will speak to the media on Tuesday so that'll I'm sure, you know, it's always something that comes out of that. But, yeah, a lot to get to. Uh, position battles still to sort out. Uh, depth charts still to kind of come to fruition. So, yeah, a lot of stuff coming. Our staff does a great job of keeping keeping our readers and our subscribers informed. And uh, there is never there is never a, a dry spell for us, it seems like. There's always something to talk about. I appreciate it. He is Anthony Broom, Wolverines on three. Go Blue. We'll talk to you again during the season, man. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Boy, that, I mean, it, it is, I mean, basically without winning a championship, and, and it's been a minute since Ohio State has, right? Mm -hmm. Like Ryan Day hasn't won one. Yeah. So it's been a minute. So they've overtaken Ohio State in the Big Ten at least the last couple of years. And... They're expected to win it. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And if they don't, his seat has to be hot, in my opinion. Yeah, but I just remember the last time they couldn't find anybody to hire until he got the gig. Mm. And who did he get after this? That's like what? It's I, not. Yeah. He's taking them to levels that they haven't been to.
right? I, I mm-hmm. joke with my guy. Um, oh, geez. Bill Bender, mm-hmm. you know, because he's been a big Michigan and a big Harbaugh guy. He's like, the only thing he hasn't done is beat Ohio State. And that was, that's been, that's been fixed. Hasn't won a national championship, but he needs to beat Ohio State, and he has now. He had some really good teams, and they didn't beat him, right? I mean, they blew the, was the kick against Michigan State? They blew the punt mm-hmm. against Michigan State? So there's been some troubled losses and not great wins up until the Tennessee, uh, up until the Ohio State games, but he's done, a, he's done a good job. It's tough to argue. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll have Galen White on at the bottom of the hour. New book out, Coach of a Lifetime. We'll talk Lewis Cook. We'll go over more NFL when we come back. Dave Schultz, Lynn and Burton, 103. They go. Mess with the goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because <laughs> that's what goats do. 1033, the goat. At Lofton, we're in the business of matching hard workers with some of the most sought-after employers in the Lafayette area. To Lofton, you're more than just another employee. We care about your interests, and we can help match you with a company that needs your skills. You can complete an application, schedule an interview, and even browse jobs by simply going to lofton.jobs. That's lofton.jobs. We also offer an unlimited $100 referral bonus. At Lofton, we put people to work. Lofton.jobs. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley welcoming you back to Susan's Cubicle here in Accounts Payable. What an afternoon of nonstop bookkeeping action, Charles. Are you kidding me? She set herself a reminder to get out of that chair and move. That's a smart use of a timeout. She's somehow still reading her emails while getting her heart rate up and moving her muscles. Healthy habits that could lower your risk of cancer. Uh Uh-oh, it's Karen from the IT department. This is a wrinkle no one saw coming. She means well, but she just derailed the yoga class down in accounts receivable. There she goes with one of her usual distractions. But Susan just tosses her a no-look way. That's a crazy move. Let's watch that again. She's stretching, and there's the effortless side wave. Susan's putting on a clinic. Susan from Accounts Payable, dominating. Just get moving. It helps in the prevention of so many cancers. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. 
1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. Pardon us what we butt in with a little common sense. Hey. 103.3 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. do a little bit of golf around here but how about lucas glover what'd he do when back-to-back tournaments oh last week he won i think just to get into the playoff and now he won in a playoff and he won this week crazy he's up to six million dollars this year dude is balling he is on he is on fire you think he has a shot to win one of the majors like one of the big big majors well you got the tournament championship coming up so that's not necessarily a major Mm mm-hmm but it's a lot of money. Okay, gotcha. It may be like a $10 million paycheck if he mm-hmm. wins a FedEx Cup. Oh, well, if he little, wins a FedEx little, Cup. That's so big. No, yeah, you can win the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup. So that's a bunch of money. I, I didn't realize Scotty Scheffler's won $19 million this year. Oh, my God. He's got the same two victories that Lucas Glover has. Lucas Glover's won $6 million. And Scotty Scheffler's won over $19 million. Wow. All right, 267 269-1077, 269-1077. If you want to talk Saints, uh, we can do a little bit of NFL. I also wanted to get uh, about Ben Wooldridge. We heard from Mike Desimo early on in the show. Uh, let's hear about Ben Wooldridge and how the offense played on Saturday in the scrimmage. I think we executed pretty well. I think uh, obviously there's things we need to work on, um, but overall as a as a unit, I think we took the situation part of the scrimmage and and like the field zones and things like that, and we we executed pretty well. We moved the ball when we needed to move the ball, um, but like I said, obviously there's things we need to work on to execute better before um, obviously the second scrimmage and then our first game. So. The thing that Mike Desimo said is we still had some issues with the young wide receivers. Remember, it's just the first scrimmage. They've been practicing for nine. This is their ninth practice, all right? So they had issues with the wide receivers. Let's hear what Ben Wooldridge had to say about the wide receivers. Uh, Yeah, Rob's a stud. I think our whole receiver room's full of dudes that can play. Um, But, yeah, and I think that whole receiver room has taken steps forward because I think you got veterans in, like, Pete um, LeBlanc and then uh, Jacob Bernard that – kind of have taken initiative in that room and right they've been here a couple years they've kind of shown the way for how to work and how to go about business and I think those guys who are whether just got here in the summer just got here in the spring or like Rob are in their second year second third year um, kind of look up to the guys about how to go to work every day and how to perform all right so now uh, let's hear what he says about the I guess it's the the team as a whole the big identity of the team gotcha I think it's being a whole, like being one team. Um, We don't have groups on this team. We have a bunch of cohesion. Um, Everybody bonds with everybody. Um, And I think 
just being able to talk to your teammate and whether it's right kind of getting on him whether he didn't do something right or it's uh uplifting him when he does do something right so i think it's just having those relationships with everybody i think that's where we've kind of grown the most as a team um we're able to have those hard conversations right we're able to have the hard conversations with our teammates with our coaches um and i think it's just going to help us propel forward when we step on the field that that kind of goes along with like culture right mm-hmm yeah, the big the identity C, of the team. The big UL. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, that's coach. That's player speak right there. It is. Mm-hmm. That is. All right, who's on the phone? I believe this is Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. How y'all doing today, man? Good. How are you? Okay, man. It's hot, man. It's hot. This James Harden thing. I heard you say something about James Harden. What y'all was saying about James Harden? James Harden called Daryl Morey a liar. Twice. And said he wouldn't play for his organization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Funny stuff, cool. man. man. Hey, man. Look, James, people, people hadn't learned yet. And I don't know what uh, Daryl Morey, I mean, seen in him years ago. I guess he's seen all the scoring and everything. But it's supposed to be this dynamic duo, this championship building pair, the player and the GM or whatever, and they ain't, they ain't, they ain't done anything yet, not even a conference championship. Right. And Mora has to be a sucker or just a total idiot to have, to have not realized yet that James Harden, James Harden don't care about no championships, man. I'm with I you. Mean, what are you no. holding on to there? I, yeah. mean, I mean, what are you wasting your time for? James Harden is not about that. He's not about that. He's shown that many a times. And you still gonna sit up there and act like you just can't let go of the guy for what? Why you can't let go of him? Why you can't trade him? You know, I right. mean, the, the guy clearly said you don't want to be there and stuff. So you know, if he says that right now and everything has to carry over into the you know the training camp time and all this stuff going into the season, and then you got to just run a player going into the season with him beat and stuff. You looking? I mean, looking at a disaster automatically already is already brewing up. So I mean, some kind of way that got to break up, man. I mean, they should. That came, I mean, I mean, I know. That's what I'm saying. That that came. I mean, that ain't gonna work out, man. You got no. a player that's not happy. He's down in the gym, and he, which he's which he's doing he's intentionally, saying, like, yes. yeah, to get so, out. Yeah, of there. so don't yeah. say this is he's doing what what. Yeah, that what James Harden said was not an accident, considering he said it twice. No, so he no, wants out, no, and he's going to try and get out. This is the way to get out. No big yeah. yeah, you know, ain't no big surprise. But um. Uh, Football-wise, man, the Saints looked good yesterday. I know the game don't really mean anything, preseason game, but that's why I always cry about preseason because I like to see the guys get into a flow, get into a rhythm. Right. And it was great them coming out in the first drive and going right down the field. So you can tell they've been practicing hard. They've been getting in tune in practice, too, so they kind of carried over to the game. So I love seeing that. I love seeing that, you know. Unfortunately, I didn't want to see the young guy, Miller, go down, the running back and stuff. That's not a good thing early, but, you know, we got other players in that position. But right now, I was talking about that this morning. Last week, we was crying and boohooing about, well, me for sure. I didn't want Kareem Hunker. We didn't need the value. The value wasn't there, whatever. Now we might need him because the value might well, be there. Just, well, you know, well, head they, over to 1033thego.com. We have a new running back. Our story is up, and appreciate you for calling, Ronnie. We do have a new running back in Daryl Williams. Right. Yeah. So I, the, the room is full. <laughs> uh, it probably needs to get more full. For we'll, sure. We'll sure, sure, we'll sure. See. All right. All right, let's take a timeout. Who we got coming up next? We got Galen White, a new book out on Louis Cook. Okay. Louis Cook, the affable and legendary Notre Dame head football coach. A forward by Nick Saban, by the way. Oh, okay. How about that? We'll talk to Galen about his book. 
he is in town doing book signing, so you may be able to get the book signed. Oh, good. All right, back after this, Dave Schultz, Lennon Burton, some Monday afternoon sports chat, 1033. They go. I wanted to buy too much to. wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 1033 The Goat. John Wayne Prezion of John Wayne's Body and Paint talks about Nano of Acadiana and Nano Ceramic Protect. John Wayne, why are so many folks getting that Nano Ceramic Protect coating? People are taking much better care of their cars because they have to last. So this is one way that people can take care of their investments and make them last. Nano Joe O'Quan of Nano of Acadiana, you're the installer of Nano Ceramic Protect products. It's pretty impressive stuff, isn't it? Every day, it amazes me. The 9H, the soft, even the way I look at vehicles now. If you want to protect your investment with a company who absolutely will treat you like family, get to know Nano Joe at Nano of Acadiana. You'll find him at 102 Speed Pro Lane in Scott, or you can give him a call at 445-3660. You can even check him out on Facebook at Nano of Acadiana. Your car, your investment deserves this kind of protection from Nano of Acadiana. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International, is Louisiana's premier employee benefits and commercial insurance brokerage. Dwight Andrus can insure just about any risk that your business faces. Dwight Andrus specializes in the construction, healthcare, real estate, and hospitality industry. Chances are you're probably already doing business with someone who does business with Dwight Andrus. Dwight Andrew, a division of Hub International, asked to speak with Harry Potter or Brant Etier. Visit them at DwightAndrewsInsurance.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Increase your vehicle's performance and gas mileage with Lucas Fuel Treatment at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply add it to your tank at your next fill-up to eliminate carbon and varnish deposits. Right now, get two bottles of Lucas Fuel Treatment for $10. See store for details. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or shop online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The Dell Technologies Back to School event is on with deals on top tech for class, hobbies, and more. Now, when you buy, you support a cause. With every eligible purchase, Dell will donate to UNICEF in support of GIGA, a UNICEF ITU global initiative to connect schools across the globe to the Internet. Accidental damage protection included. Get rare deals on select laptops and desktops powered by the latest Intel Core processors. Save now at Dell.com slash deals. UNICEF does not endorse any company, brand, product, or service. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time.
All right, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton, 103.3 The Goat. Very honored and thrilled to have our next guest on on a uh, Monday afternoon sports chat. He is Galen White. He wrote a new book on uh, Louis Cook from Notre Dame, obviously, coach of a lifetime, and he got uh, Nick Saban to write a foreword. Galen, how'd you get that done? <laughs> well, uh, the second uh, high school that Coach Saban went to uh, uh, after he became head coach at LSU was Notre Dame High School. Oh, uh, Notre Dame! Notre Dame had a player at that time named Cade Como, a huge offensive of lineman. Did. And, and uh, what happened is Cade uh, had been recruited uh, by the previous coaches, and Coach Saban wanted to make sure that Cade was still headed for LSU. Uh, later on, uh, uh, Coach Saban recruited Coach Cook's son. Uh, Jeff Cook, he was an All-State quarterback in 2000, led the Pios to the state title that year, undefeated, 15-0. and uh, And uh, Jeff went to LSU for one year. He played both football and baseball and decided to transfer to uh, University of Louisiana Lafayette and play just baseball. So they go back uh, to the time when Saban came to LSU. Uh, all right, so how did you come about writing this book? How did uh, someone... Uh... How did someone contact you to, to do the book? Well, it uh, it it was accidental. You want to know the truth? Um, huh. I had just I had just finished a book on uh, baseball in uh, the 1950s, the Crowley Millers and the Evangeline. Uh, my five previous books were all on baseball. I wanted uh, someone well known to endorse the book. That person was Ron Guidry, Louisiana oh. Lightning, and from this area. Uh, but, of course, I didn't know Ron Guidry. Coach Cook played uh, baseball with Ron Guidry at the University of Louisiana at then USL. And, it, and he had a friend, uh, Ron Prejean, who was an accountant who uh, did work for Ron Guidry. So through those two, they connected me with uh, Ron Guidry. During the course of that, I got to know more about Coach Cook. And at the end of uh, the last book signing uh, for uh, Coach uh, Best Little Baseball Town in the World, the the book on the Crowley Millers, uh, I asked Coach Cook, I said, have you ever thought about doing a book? And he said, yes, somebody had approached him. And, in fact, that person had gone ahead and met with uh, Nick Saban about the forward for the book. And mm. he said, I said, well, what happened? And he said, well, uh, it, it's not finished. So I checked uh, with the fellow who had started the book, and, uh, you know, it, things had happened. His life had changed, and he wasn't going to be able to do anything. So I just decided to take the book and go in my own direction. And what I wanted to do, and Coach Cook shared this view, we wanted to write an inspirational book, uh, not a how-to book, but a, a book based on his career to inspire younger coaches and, and maybe some coaches who are in the profession, burn out, uh, frustrated. We're hoping that this book inspires them and, in fact, inspires people overall uh, because Coach Cook himself is such an inspiring individual. What did you find out most interesting about the high school coach, Louis Cook? Well, the one thing, I mean, I've been around sports my whole life. I went to University of Oklahoma. Uh, the head coach when I started there uh, back in the 60s was Bud Wilkinson, a legendary coach. I grew up in Los Angeles, uh, followed UCLA basketball when John Wooden was a coach, another legendary coach. There were qualities about these two men, John Wooden and Bud Wilkinson, that I noticed in Coach Cook. And in both Coach Wooden and Coach Wilkinson, they were uh, very re religious men. Uh, they put their faith uh, high on their priority list. 
you know, football wasn't number one with either John Wooden or, or Bud Wilkerson. And I noticed the same thing with Coach Cook. He practices what he calls the three F's, faith, family, and football. And, and he, he's lived that. He's lived in the same house since the late 1970s. His three boys never had to change addresses. And that's quite unique in a profession where to move up, you got to move out. And, and the biggest decision he ever had, he, he coached uh, two different four-year stints at uh, USL. It was either to turn left on I-10 and go to Lafayette or turn right and go to Crowley and, and coach at either Crowley High or Notre Dame High. Did he ever have a chance to move on? Anybody ever contact him? To... Yes, he had opportunities. Uh, uh, there were several opportunities where USL uh, interviewed him. And uh, uh, around 2010, right in that period of time, uh, during the, the first decade of 2000, Notre Dame was uh, seemed like they were in the championship game every year. He was approached. It turned to be. It turned out that it was not the right time for his family. His his wife had a health issue, and uh, his his youngest son Stu Cook, who is an assistant coach at Iowa High School, you know he he wanted his dad to take this job. But Coach Cook concluded that his family was more important. His wife needed him at that time in her life because because of the health issue. So he decided he was he had been interviewed for the job. He decided to take his hat out of the ring. Interviewed for the head coaching job. Yes. Interesting. USL. All right. Uh, very interesting. We're talking to coach of a lifetime, uh, author Galen White, about uh, Louis Cook. Um, all right. What else did you find out about him? You, you said he's got a great relationship with Jake DeLome. Well, uh, Jake DeLome, he recruited Jake uh, for USL. Um, Jake was not uh, widely recruited, but Coach Cook uh, noticed in high school the potential he had. Uh, they were going to uh, the head coach at the time, uh, Nelson Stokely at USL, was going to uh, redshirt Jake. In the first game of uh, the of, of Jake's uh, freshman season, the starting quarterback threw three interceptions. His backups, second and third team, threw each threw an interception. Five interceptions in the first half. Now, uh, halftime, uh, Coach uh, Stokely was sitting in Coach Cook's office when uh, he, he got there. He was coming down from the press box. That's Coach Cook and and uh, uh, Coach, Coach Stokely asked, "What are we going to do?" And Coach Cook said, "We're going to play Jake." And Jake and Stokely slammed his his hand down on the desk. We're redshirting him. And Coach Cook said, "We're not going to be around to coach him if if, <laughs> if we redshirt him." Right, right. So Jake had a great freshman year. Uh, he uh, went on, of course, to have a great career at USL. Holds all the records and. You know, a similar decision had to be made uh, about Nelson Stokely's son, Brandon Stokely. Sure. And uh, Brandon uh, played, I think, just one year of high school football. He had not a whole lot of experience. And uh, Coach Cook's decision in this case was to redshirt Brandon, which they did. And that turned out to be uh, a turning point in his career because Brandon wound up being injured uh, at uh, USL. And because he had redshirted, he wound up having – uh, an extra year after he came back from the injury. And, of course, both Jake and Brandon went on to become great pro players. Uh, talking to Galen White, coach of a lifetime, author of that book about uh, Lewis Cook, uh, I guess he did have to make a decision whether he was going to stay at Crowley or move on to Notre Dame? Yes. Uh, you know, he returned to high school coaching. Jake still had one year left in college. And, and Brandon was, of course, with him. And he didn't want to leave the, uh, that pair. Uh, but... Uh, his sons were entering high school. His, his oldest son had already completed his freshman year. 
and uh, Coach Cook wanted to coach his son. So here again, he put family before football, and he went to Crowley High School where he had been before. Once again, he took him to the state championship game. They lost in 96. Then the opportunity to go to uh, uh, Notre Dame. He had his, his sons had always been educated at uh, Catholic schools, and here he had the opportunity to go to Notre Dame uh, in 1997. He did, and he's been there ever since. And, and Notre Dame, of course, had a winning tradition already when he went there, but he has just uh, taken it to another level with four state championships. And this year begins his 27th year. He's eight wins shy of 400 victories for mm-hmm. his career, and this is his 50th year as, as a coach overall. So you know, this is going to be a year of milestones, and that's one of the reasons uh, I'm proud that the book is coming out now because – Coach Cook is a regional treasure, and my goal with this book is for him to be a national treasure mm. and a model for coaches all over the country. Yeah, he's coached 38 years. He's 392 and 92. That's an 810 winning percentage. Did you ask him who, is, uh, who the best uh, high school player he ever had was? Uh, he kind of says it's a tie. Yeah. <laughs> Shane Garrett. Shane Garrett, who played for him in the 80s. Shane Garrett was on the the Crowley High team that had not won a game when Coach Cook went there in no. 1985. Uh, he, he inherited a 21-game uh, losing streak. They lost their first game with, uh, with uh, Coach Cook at Crowley High, and then they went on to five, uh, four years later there in the state championship game. Shane Garrett and Wes Jacob, uh, he considers to be the premier players. And, of course, Orlando Thomas went on to become a, a, a all-pro safety with the Minnesota Vikings. The title of the book, Coach of a Lifetime, it comes from a statuette that Coach uh, that Orlando Thomas gave Coach Cook because Coach Cook wouldn't take anything else from him. Orlando wanted to uh, obviously bestow some gifts on him. Coach Cook wouldn't take them. He wanted Orlando to save his money for his retirement. Unfortunately, Orlando right, uh, right. came up with Lou Gehrig's disease in 2004 and died in 2014. But Coach of a Lifetime is the trophy that he gave him. It says, thanks for your love, your, your, uh, your friendship. And, and your honesty. All right, we're talking with uh, Galen White. You do have a uh, a signing coming up at six thirty, right? If people want to come on by, can they buy the book there? Or do they have they to have the buy book? the book? And right, uh, buy the book. Coach Cook will be there. I'll be there. We'll sign it. Uh, Feasels in Crowley will be there from six thirty until eight o'clock tonight. And I'm going to go home to Tennessee and catch my breath for a while, and then I'll be back in September, and we'll have some more book signings uh, and events to announce. Is Coach Cook buying you the steak? <laughs> you know what? When you're with Coach Cook, people, other people buy our meals. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, You've learned like that quick. Around him because I like hanging around him. Uh, you don't have to pay for anything. Other right. people pay for it. Right. <laughs> he is Galen White, uh, coach of a lifetime. It's a gorgeous book. He's got a great big smile. And I uh, really appreciate your time, uh, Galen. We'll have the coach on to talk about it another time. Uh, thank you so much, and congratulations on the book, and good luck with the signing tonight. Thanks, Dave. All right, he is uh, Galen White. It's at Fizo's, if you're headed out that way, 2439 Rice Capital Parkway in Crowley. It's right off I-10, right? Isn't it? The- um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's the, yeah, 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 because I'm thinking there's multiple Fizo's locations. There is multiple, yeah, yeah. but this is the one in, in Crowley. you can see it off of I-10. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. All right, so the good stuff. So we'll have uh, Louis Cook on. He's outstanding. I remember him from the. When I was here before. All right, let's take a time out. We'll do more NFL when we come back. 
Again, story of the day is really the whole Michael Orr thing seems to be a fraud. Yeah, we didn't. Not he is the fraud, but the Tuies are a fraud. You talked about that right before I got in, which I'm I'm glad I can give my two cents on because that is just absurd. Not great. Lied to him to put that guy just wanted a family, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right, back after this, Dave Schultz, Lennon Burton, one other three, the goat. Extending the life of your garage door is a fairly easy process. Just check it quarterly for bad weather stripping, squeaky springs. If you have windows, look for broken glass. And does it open and close without noise? Also, lubricate it with a good garage door lubricant and have it serviced by a professional about once a year. Do all this and it will treat you like a good pet. Now, it won't crawl in your lap, but it will purr a little bit. For more great ideas, visit AcadianaGarageDoors.com. Job one at Acadiana Garage Doors is service. Here's Ty Grinnell. If you're stuck, we're going to do everything we can to get you out ASAP. Same day, same hour, whatever. If it's something that can wait a day and we don't have same day for your particular area, we'll get out next day. We're going to get out there. We're going to take care of it for you. We'll evaluate the situation, make sure we have the parts in place to be able to fix whatever needs fixing with the least amount of disturbance from your daily life. Visit Acadiana Garage Doors and AcadianaGarageDoors.com. Lafayette Roofing, from the roof to the roots of Acadiana. We know issues with your roof can be intimidating and maybe even expensive. But not if you call Lafayette Roofing. Big or small, we handle it all at a price you can afford. We also offer our standard five-year labor and materials warranty. Lafayette Roofing takes pride in being in the heart of Acadiana and the official roofing company of your Rage and Cajuns. So if you need a roof, who else would you call? Call Lafayette Roofing. Our name says it all. 237-ROOF. That's 237-7663. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk, too. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time.
All right, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton, 103.3, uh, the GOAT. We'll see if we have any more time for NFL. We could do that tomorrow. But the story of the day is the fraud allegedly perpetuated by uh, the Tuies, uh, which led to the movie, which led to the book. Led to Oscars. By le- yeah, led to the book by Michael Lewis. Uh, was it was it blindsided? Is that the name of the book too? I think so. Also, you want to know something crazy? Because I looked this well, up. Hold on a second. Let me say oh, yeah, it. Up. Go ahead. All right. So basically, Michael Orr, who has a book coming out, and just to let you know, Lyndon, before this all came out or when it was coming out today, I emailed to see if we could get him on the show. Oh, Michael Orr, just to talk about his book. Mm-hmm. Well, I just got responded. At this time, he's not doing any more interviews because, hmm. of course, yeah, he's, he's read the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. They, uh, he claims that they tricked him into signing to become his uh, conservators mm-hmm. and basically ran a scam on him. They got all the money for the book and for the movie. Uh, in fact, the son came out, SJ, Tui came out, and I guess that's Sean Jr. He came out and said, I don't blame Michael for being uh, for being upset. He's he's with Gus Malzahn. He's in charge of the NIL thing at, uh, at UCF. Mm-hmm. So. He's worked his way up in college football. So is the guy who originally wrote the story, what's his name, Michael Williams? Michael, no, no. Uh, Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis, okay. Michael Lewis. Perfect, because um, I saw a tweet earlier today. He's got today. a bunch of books. He's mm-hmm. actually married, I think he's married to a MTV VJ. Or no, so, a news reporter. So someone asked, How I about believe, this so yeah, she was the person who asked Meredith Shiner, recovering national political reporter, that's what she said she used to be, in the media, she has this question. She said, people are going to focus on Sandra Bullock because she won an Oscar for it, which rightfully so in the directors. But the big question is, Michael Lewis, who is a yes, journalist, absolutely. was a classmate of Sean Tuohy and was a friend of Sean Tuohy. D- did they, you know... Get collaborate. Lo- collaborate, yeah. Collude. yeah, collude in... Or use the word of the day in politics, <laughs> conspiracy. Was it a conspiracy? Like, honestly... And he was on a panel as or recently... Conspired would be the better word, yeah. He, he was on a panel discussing their relationship, the Tuohys and Oars, as recently as March. So a lot of the people, I don't know if I follow or got into my timeline, apparently this was not much of a secret in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Every, a lot of people said that this was always sort of, sort of shady, the, uh. the way the story came out. Mm-hmm. And so it's finally happened that basically the Tuohys never adopted Michael Orr which they said, which he thought they had. And so he didn't get any money of anything from any of this, right? And when we, we it's tongue in cheek that Sandra Bullock should lose her Oscar. Yeah. I'm, jo- I'm joking. Yeah, no, you know, we, she's yeah, got nothing sure. to do with she, the story. She didn't know she's just that. acting mm-hmm. on what is being portrayed, Facts. right? And she did a good job of it. It was a good movie, right? Hugh Freeze is portrayed in the movie, right? Yeah. And O is in the movie. Facts. Coach O is definitely in the movie. Right? Mm-hmm. Is Nick in the movie? Um, I'm not sure about that. I know Coach O for sure because everybody. Les Miles in the movie. That let me see. Let me look that up. Blindside. Les Miles. Let's see. Um, I think Les Miles is in the movie. Okay. Ed O is definitely though. Ed O is definitely in the movie. So I mean, it's a great story. How'd they find him? Ooh, Michael Orr? Yeah. You think the Tuohys? Yeah. Probably their son probably... Did he Did he not? He wasn't going to school at the time, right? No, yeah. I'm guessing the son might have heard about him or they might have seen him somewhere. Okay. And then I they, forget. Yeah. I mean, I read the book. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm not. And then I'm not saw a, the movie. I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't seen that movie since the first time I saw it in 2000. That's a movie I don't replay. Excellent. I mean, it's probably gonna be on here soon again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The uh, the book and the movie start out with Lawrence Taylor and Joe Theismann. True. That's where the that's where the term blindside comes from. That you know he went around the left tackle, and that's why that what is. I mean, are they usually like the second highest paid guy on the team? True. True. Behind the quarterback? They're the most important defensive player. At least they used to be in terms of paying the defensive lineman. Well, I was talking about the offensive offensive lineman, so pay attention. I'm sitting right here. I thought I heard defense. The left tackle. The left tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, But they are the most important on the offense besides the quarterback. That's what everybody thinks. Yeah, they have to be. So, you know, kind of started. I seem to remember starting with like... Probably started beforehand, Anthony Munoz. But I started, maybe I just was coming of age when Tony Baselli became a left tackle. And I was in Jacksonville when it happened. So, although I'd have to go back to the play right tackle because that would have been Brunel's blind side. Brunel was a lefty. Mm. So the other side is the blind side. So. Uh, either way, I just remember that's when, that's when the tackle started to get noticed it. It really hadn't before. I mean, we, you know, and now Zach Martin did sign with the Cowboys, getting like $36 million guaranteed over the next two years. Wow. Contract went up from like 14 to 18. I'm pretty sure. Let me, right? Because I'm pretty sure I saw that a couple minutes ago. And he's just a guard. Yep. Breaking news the new deal will pay him north of $18 million in each of the next two years. Isn't he just a guard? Uh, he's considered one of the best, if not the best. Yes, but yes I think yes, he's yes. a guard. He's all pro guard yeah. and team captain. Yeah. He was scheduled to be at thirteen point five million this year and fourteen next year. So that's a good little bump for him. He got a nice little bump. Yeah, yeah he got a nice little bump. So good for him. And it didn't didn't sound like. I mean, they they took care of it, mm-hmm. no problem, right? He was yeah. their guy. Like Zach Martin's been. He's the, been their guy. The right. stable of that offensive line. And that's like the Saints taking care of Cam Jordan. Sure. And I'm assuming how we'll take care of Ryan Ramchick. When he gets to that age, because... Yeah, but Martin's much younger than those two guys. Uh-huh. Isn't he? He's not younger than Ramchek. No. But, he's uh, maybe, maybe the same age. No, Ramchek. No, Ramchek's a little... Ramchek's uh, the same age. Came in the same draft as Lattimore. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't think him and Zach Martin are the same age. Let's see. Zach Martin's 32. Oh, wow. he's closer to Cam. A lot he's closer to yeah. Cam than I thought. All right. Mm-hmm. Cam right. Jordan is... But that's a good signing by the Cowboys. 34. You know they were going to get... Yeah, so closer than I thought. Uh, so they were going to get that done. And Ram checks 29. So, okay. All right. Yeah. All these guys are a lot younger than I would have thought. Like, I thought Zach Morton would have been closer to 35 than 32. Oh, no. I thought he was closer to 29. Oh, okay. I did. I did. I did. Uh, so uh, we shall see uh, what happens moving forward with this Michael Orr thing. I don't know if we've heard from the Tuies. They technically have, yeah, haven't, haven't had any them. comment yet. Uh, <laughs> would you if you're them? I would probably not. Yeah, That's why I made... keep your money I, and go to the island. Like you said, I, yeah, go to your island. Yeah, they're going to go to an island somewhere. They, you know, <laughs> I mean, because they're all about being part of that social scene wherever they're living. Yeah. And now they're going to be pariahs. Essentially, yeah. Because you... Th- I mean, the next guy to come out with a comment has got to be Michael Lewis. The crazy thing is, this guy was willing to sign this stuff so he could be in your adopted family. He cared about y'all so much that he wanted to be in your family and you betrayed him for money. Disgusting. Disgusting. Took advantage of this kid's lack of education, lack of familiar unit, 
lack of just love in his life and offered him love and he took it and y'all took his kindness for a weakness. Yeah, so he's married to Tabitha Soren. I was right about that. Oh, who's that? Michael Lewis is married to Tabitha oh, Soren. She was doing uh, MTV News. Oh. Along with Kurt Loder. Oh. Right? So he he knows how to run the scam. <laughs> well, he needs to uh, um, come out and say something. He needs to say something. Yeah. What does he say? You think he says, I, like, I oh, know. I wasn't involved? Right. Can't Good do question. that. Good question. <laughs> All right, special thanks to our guest, John Hendricks, talking Saints. Ted Alexander previewing ODU. Anthony Broom talking Jim Harbaugh and Galen White and his new book, Coach of a Lifetime. Galen White heading out to Fizo's there in Crowley right off I-10. Thanks to Lyndon Burton for doing a bang-up job once he eventually showed up today. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back again tomorrow with the Tuesday afternoon sports check. Keep it tuned in, 103.3. Thank you. Mess with the goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because <laughs> that's what goats do. 1033, the goat. Your safety has always been priority one at GiveMeTheVin.com. At GiveMeTheVin.com, the transaction is online and over the phone. And then we pick up the vehicle with no direct contact and provide your check indirectly. Don't risk your safety with retailers or strangers. Just go to GiveMeTheVin.com, enter your VIN number and a picture or two, and get your best offer quickly and safely. Get your best bid and a check on the spot with GiveMeTheVin.com, America's best and safest car buyer. Sell us your car. GiveMeTheVin.com. So easy you can do it in your underwear. Tired of trying to put your staffing puzzle together? We call Lawton. They recruit, screen, and interview people, so they're right for the job. We've got the right person to fit your needs. Lawton Staffing Services, 269-0500. Get in zone, AutoZone. AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And... I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.